0: at the church say amen Amen. from the book of Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2. As we continue on in our series toward rebuilding the wall. Nehemiah chapter 2, I would that you would consider verse 10. Verse 10. These are the words you find. When Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Amorite, heard of it it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel amen it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. I I, I want this morning, I I want to talk from this subject. I want to talk about when the obstructionists show up. When the obstructionists show up. When they show up. uh, Just sort of a sidebar there. If you don't get that one, let me give you this subject. I want to talk about dealing with speed bumps. Well, all right, all right. Dealing with speed bumps. When the obstructionists, when the obstruction, obstructionists show up, that is an area <coughs> between here and where we live where it seems that they had a problem with speeding traffic in the neighborhood and the way that the city dealt with that problem was to go through that community and put speed bumps all through the community. And I remember riding one day on my way over here, I went through that community and I saw a car pulled over on the side and As I passed by it, I noticed a woman who was sitting in the car with a frantic look on her face. She's an older lady, and so I I didn't know what was going on. I pulled over, stopped, went back to her, and I says, is there anything that I can do to help you? Is there something that I can do? Is that what's what's going on? What's the matter, ma'am? She says, "I, I just ran over something back then. I don't know what it was, and I'm afraid to go back and look. I I just know I ran over something. And I said to her, I said, well, uh, you you didn't run over anything. You didn't run over anybody. Uh, It's a speed bump. It's merely a speed bump that they put out here. My point is this. That woman had allowed something that was designed to slow her down, to stop her. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> the thing was never designed to make her stop. It was designed to slow her down. But so it is with many children of God. The devil knows he can't stop you. He knows that. He's got sense enough to know that. He knows that he cannot stop you, but he is forever putting down speed bumps, trying to slow us down, trying to slow the child of God down. But too often, all too often, many will let what was designed to slow us down bring us to a complete stop. Are y'all hearing? A few weeks ago, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I talked about facing opposition. You remember, I told you that when the Israelites first began to move back to their homeland, Zerubbabel, and some of those first people that got back, they got back and they had it in their minds to rebuild the the, the wall, rebuild the, the temple. They had it all in their minds. And, 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 but, but after they got there and they refused the help of of the pagans around them. The Bible in Ezra 4 and 4 says, and you remember I preached this, it says, then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build. Are y'all hearing me? They had it in their minds, had it in their hearts, go back and build, But, but the people there in the city made them afraid to build. That was then, but now we come to another attempt. Somebody else is making another attempt and they're coming with a different approach. Read, 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 read. If you remember last week, I shared with you how Nehemiah, once he was clear on what God said, once he was clear on God's order, he was careful to make sure that he had the, not only the blessings of the king, but he wanted to make sure that he had an order from the king. Y'all remember me saying that? Uh-huh. He knew he wanted to go. He knew God was telling him to go, but now I don't want to just go with the king's blessings. I want to go with the king's order. <laughs> you remember I told you there is a difference between deciding to go somewhere yeah, and being ordered to go somewhere. Y'all remember that? There's a difference in just deciding that you're going to do something and being ordered to do something by somebody who has the authority to send you. I told you last week, you remember, some were sent and some just went. There is a difference. When you go, you need to make sure that you got somebody's authority to do what it is. Are y'all hearing me? Chapter 2 and verse 5, if, if it, yeah, listen to Nehemiah saying, if it pleased the king, and if I have found favor in your sight, please send me. Get it now. He didn't say, let me go. He says, I want you to send me. <clears throat> if I decide, if I decide, if I decide to go by myself on my own, then I am on my own. But if I have been sent by the King, y'all hearing me? If I have orders from the king, if I have been sent by the king, that means that I'm moving under the king's authority. Are y'all following me? Remember the king gave him, the King sent him, The king gave him letters. Say I'll tell you what, you, you go back to your hometown, go back to the hometown. Do what it is you do. But the king gave him letters to show other kings when he went back on the way through so he could show it to them so they wouldn't bother him. So he could get back, go go back the way. So he had letters, he had everything he needed from the king so that he could get through safely and that he could get all the material he needed for building. When you read it, when you read it, I love the way Nehemiah keeps focus how he's really always focused on who's really in charge. Look at chapter 2 and verse 8. He says, the king granted his wishes according to the good hand of my God upon me. You hear what he's doing there? He wants to make sure that that, that he thanks the king, but he wants to make sure that we understand that it ain't the king. Are y'all hearing me? The king is moving according to the hand of God that was on it. Brothers and sisters, please keep it in mind. Please keep it in mind. When things work out for you, when things do work out for you, that ain't the time to stick out your chest. When things finally work out for you, when things come together, it, it really, it ain't even time to give nobody else the credit. Yeah, You better know that when things finally work out, it's working at the good hand, the good hand of God. I wonder if I got a witness up in here that it is God who works things out. So now, now he has left Babylon. He's left Babylon. Nehemiah has left Babylon. He's on his mission. Everything is going according to plan. He's showing his letter to everybody, to the governors, and nobody is stopping him He has orders from the king to let him pass, and everything is going just fine, just like it was supposed to work. But then we come to verse 10, and at verse 10, we see a shifting, a shifting. Two men show up completely unannounced. There's no introduction. We don't know who these men are. We don't know where they come from. They just showed up. Two men show up without an introduction, show up one whose name is Sandballot, who is believed to be one of the governors in a surrounding place. That means that, 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 that Nehemiah probably had to show him the letter so he knew what was on it. Are y'all hearing me? So one is Sanballat. Yeah, who was believed to be a governor. That means that he had probably uh, seen or he knew why Nehemiah was coming. Then the other's name is Tobiah. He's a servant. He's basically a yes man for Sanballat. Basically a flunky for Sanballat. So here are these two folks show up on the scene. Now, now study shows us that at the time of exile, when they were taken away from their homeland, different groups, while they were gone, inhabited that land. They lived on their land while they were gone. and They inhabited the land of Judah, and, and now the people are coming back home from slavery. They've served their time, 70 years, and now they're on their way back. Remember now, people have sort of just started living on their land. And now they're coming back to claim that stuff. So now we got a little friction going on. Y'all hear me? They've been gone for 70 years and now here they come back ready to take over. And these people have just sort of started squatting on their property. So we got a little friction. Two groups. Two groups have already come back from, from, from exile. Two of them have already come and they made an attempt to start building the temple and the wall. But According to the Bible, they ran into some opposition and they stopped building. Problem was this. Problem was this. This is what this problem they had. Sandballot and Tobiah and others like them. They had been used to going in and out of the city anytime they wanted to. They had gotten sort of used to throwing their weight around at will. They probably had built a little clout among the people, found ways to extort some of them, and now here comes somebody out of nowhere talking about building a wall to keep us out. Are y'all hearing this? Verse 10. Verse 10 merely makes this statement. It says when Sanballat and Tobiah heard of it, that he was coming to build the wall, when they heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Y'all hear me? They get upset because somebody has decided has to come and do something for the children. Are y'all hearing me? They get mad about it. Upset because somebody else is coming to try to help. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that people become so comfortable with your being down that they are troubled when somebody tries to help you up? Isn't it amazing that you can be down and folk get so used to seeing you with your sad mouth. Are y'all hearing me? Get so used to seeing you walking around with your head down that when somebody comes to try to help you get it up, they get mad. Are y'all hearing this? Why, why do you think, why do you think the, house, the South hated Abraham Lincoln so? Take that home and smoke it. That, why do you think they hated him? Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. yeah and, and, and let me, let me just throw this in. Don't ever expect to be lifted up by somebody who is profiting from your being down. I just said something right there. Don't ever. Don't. Ever don't ever expect to be lifted up by somebody who is profiting from your being down. All right. That's why that's why I despise the idea of a privatized prison system. Just despise that that don't even sound right. Privatized prison system. You see, if a man owns stock in a prison he has no interest in keeping you out of it. As a matter of fact, it's to his advantage to keep you in there as long as he can keep you in there. Are y'all hearing me? Let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. If there is not an attempt by the devil to hinder or stop whatever you're doing, it's a pretty clear indication That what you are doing is not a threat to him. And it is probably of no benefit to the kingdom of God. Are y'all hearing me? The devil ain't trying to stop you. You really ain't doing much. The devil is not trying to block your way. You're really not a threat to anything that he's trying to do. And probably not any good to the kingdom of God. So here it is. Here it is. A wall. That is being built for the protection of God's chosen people. And even before the wall gets started, there's opposition. What hear? A wall, proposed wall, that is for the purpose of protecting the people of God. And even before the wall gets started, opposition arises. Now, now now in, in the next few weeks, in the next few weeks. You're gonna hear more about these two men, Sanball, and You're gonna hear more, more, more about them, and and, and 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 it will do you well. It will do you well. You're gonna hear about them, and 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 and, and, and I, I want I want you to listen closely as we go through these weeks and talk about these two men and how they did all they could to keep the wall from going back up, and, and the reason why you need to listen. Carefully concerning these two men, get those names, Sandballot and Tobiah. The reason why you need to get these names is because at some point, if you're trying to do the will of God, y'all ain't hearing me. At some point, if you are working for the kingdom and if you are an effective worker in the kingdom, you need to know them because at some point, you're going to run into them. Are y'all hearing me? They may have different names but I got something to tell you. If you're trying to accomplish something you just get ready for it. Sandballot and Tobiah uh, are y'all hearing me? They may have different names but they gonna have that same spirit. These are folk who have become so comfortable with things the way they are that they can't stand the thought of God sending somebody to make it better. I just said something right there. There are some who are so comfortable with where things are right now until even if God sends somebody to make it better, they reject. Are y'all here? Nehemiah is gonna teach you and I a lesson. He's gonna teach us how to deal with folk like Sanballat and and Tobiah, He's going to teach us how to deal with speed bumps. The Listen, lesson, the lesson that he is teaching us today is that even though they did not like his plan to rebuild the wall, even though they didn't like what he had come to do, Nehemiah did not allow opposition to stop him from doing what he knew God sent him to do. I said something. I said, he did not allow them to stop it from doing what he knew God had sent him to do. See, my brothers and my sisters, too many of us are too willing to give up at the least opposition. Are y'all hearing me? We, We are too willing to just quit the first time We run up against any opposition. We go home and sit down and say, I got hurt. I think they call it church hurt. You got hurt on your job, you didn't go home and sit down. Are y'all hearing me? Somebody hurt your feelings at the house, you still there? But when it comes to church, when it comes to working for the Lord, somehow, The least opposition will cause us to stop. I say it again. I say it again. If you are not facing opposition, you're probably not doing anything that's going to benefit the kingdom at all. Y'all hear me? Somebody ain't talking about you. If somebody ain't trying to get get you down, if somebody is not attacking you, you probably ain't doing. Are y'all hearing me? That is only one way to get around opposition. Only way to get around opposition is just don't try to do anything. I promise you, if you don't do anything, nobody will oppose it. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. I say, I promise you, if you don't do anything, nobody will oppose it. you and God calling on you. I'm calling on you to have the kind of determination that our forefathers had. We celebrate 182 years. We need to find that determination that those folk had. It was a determination that just said, I ain't going to let nobody. Y'all ain't hearing me. I don't know where that we, we don't even sing that no more. I ain't going to let nobody turn me around. We, we need to somehow find a determination that says like the hymn poet, yeah, I started in Jesus and I'm going through. You remember the words to the old hymn, Lord, i started to walk in the light, shining upon me from heaven so bright. i obeyed bathe the world and its follies are due I started in Jesus and I'm going through many there are who started in the race but with the light they refuse to keep pace others accept it because it is new but not very many expect to go through then he went on and say I'm going through I'm going through I'll pay the price whatever others do I'll take the way with the Lord's despised few. I started in Jesus and I'm going through. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I thank God today I am following my Savior. And I'm following one who didn't just make a start toward Calvary. He went all the way. I wonder if I got a witness here. He didn't just start toward, uh, you're saving me. But he went all way and secured my salvation are y'all hearing me oh yes he could have stopped he could have stopped when he came into his own and his own received him not but he didn't stop he kept on pressing on he could have stopped when they lied on him but he didn't stop he kept on pressing on he could have stopped when they put the cross on his shoulder But he didn't stop, he kept on Pressing on He could have stopped when they pierced him in the side But he kept on Pressing on, he could have stopped When they put nails in his hands But he kept on pressing on Yet even after he Laid in a cold tomb Are y'all hearing me? If he wanted to, he could have stopped right there But he kept on pressing on And early Sunday morning He got up from the grave With all power All power in his hand. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't stop. I'm glad that he was determined. That he loved me enough to keep right on going. He loved me enough not to stop along the way. And because of that today I'm saved. Because of what he did I have a made up mind that I'm going. I'm going through. I started in Jesus. All right. All right, senior choir, y'all, help me here.